0: Hi guys, welcome back to our last episode of Co-op Week. So if you guys are just tuning in right now, Co-op Week is essentially something that Ikhna and I thought of where we interview a different person in our class every single day for one week about their co-op experience and the application process. So with that being said, we're super, super excited to introduce our last guest, Kayla, and if she, if she could just introduce herself to get started, to get started off.
1: Yeah, uh, so I'm Kayla. I'm a first year in systems design engineering with Esther and Ignore. And uh, yeah, right now I'm on my first co-op term working at BWX Technologies. Uh, Before that, I'm from Seattle, Washington. So but then I recently moved to I moved in the fall to be on campus just to be in the same time zone and all that.
0: I find it so interesting that you're from Seattle. How has like, your experience been in like Waterloo in Canada so far?
1: Yeah, so I have a lot of family here, so I'm pretty used to visiting. I used to visit mostly in the summer, though, so I'm not quite used to the cold. Um, oh, yeah. It's not too different in general, but it's definitely, I haven't gone home since moving in the fall because of COVID, which has been a little hard, but I don't know. I've gotten used to it.
0: Oh, shit that's crazy. I don't know why, Um, but like Seattle is such a vibey place and then there's Waterloo. (laughs) It's so like dead and like dark and musty, but you know.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't think I appreciated all that was like in Washington, like all the trees and mountains until moving here.
0: Yeah, I loved, like I visited last summer and it was like literally my favorite vacation or like my favorite place I've been to. Just a quick question before we get
1: like really started. Do you think we have accents? (laughs) um i don't think so i think there's some words uh i think i don't know it depends on the area Uh, a lot of my family's french canadian and i grew up speaking french but uh from a school where they taught you french from france so i definitely noticed a bit in the accent more so in french than in english though
0: Mm
1: -hmm. okay that makes sense because
0: my manager at work is actually like from the states so Mm -hmm. on the first day she was like oh
1: my god it's so crazy to hear your accents yeah, there's some words. There's definitely some words where I'm like, okay, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. That's so weird to me. Wow. But, yeah. Anyways, I was just hoping you'd give us a little rundown of um, kind of the company you work for and your position and your key tasks as a co-op student.
1: Yeah, so I work at BWXT Canada, which is a nuclear energy company. They kind of do a lot of the – um, so they go and they work and do the tasks. And they also do a lot of the uh, supplying stuff. So I'm my job title is a process engineer, but most of what I've been doing is working on the software that they use to take data on the training that they will be doing at Bruce Power in April um, and doing a lot of that data as well, taking it and yeah.
0: And um, your work is in person, right? I think you're the first person that we're talking to that isn't working remote.
1: Yeah, it is in person how has that like
0: experience
1: been? Uh, Not too bad because it's such a big project. They work around the clock. So this past week I was on night shift, which was a new experience for me for sure. But I think I've gotten used to it. I've appreciated it because I get to see more sunlight because usually I'd be working all day when the sun's up but instead now I'm working when it's dark. So I've actually been able to see more sunlight. That's crazy
0: like so how do your hours work like do they like alternate or like how exactly does that process work
1: yeah so the first few weeks we were just doing like eight hours a day seven to three usually and then starting last week we're alternating so two weeks of day shift two weeks of night shift and so on I started with night shift Uh, next week will be night shift and then I'll move back to day shift
0: oh wow that's like really a big wholesome holistic experience you're getting to see here
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's such a big project, too. Oh, my gosh. How have you, like, adapted to work these, like, hours? Um, this was my first week of night shift, and it ha- it wasn't too bad. I just stayed up super late Sunday night and tried to sleep in every day. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to later on. The night shift becomes, like, starting from 7 p.m. and going till 7 a.m., So I feel like that might be a little harder because it might be life by the time I get back, but we'll see.
0: Wow. That's really interesting. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I was hoping you could maybe talk a little bit more about like, even though your hours are kind of like all over the place, maybe just like a day or night in your life. And like, how would like a basic day look like in front of your company culture?
1: Yeah. Every day has been so different or every week, I guess we, uh, this past week during night shift, uh, I would show up around six. We would do our pre-job. Nuclear energy is really, really big on safety, which is really nice. So every day we get a pre-job, even though like it's so similar, they really wanna emphasize all of their safety stuff every single day. And then after that, we'll usually go through our email, make sure there's no like trainings or anything we have to do, uh, start taking data on the mock-ups. And then usually around 11 p.m. is when we take our lunch. I think it's so funny that they call it lunch, but um, (laughs) yeah, it's like 11 p.m. But and then after that, around midnight, our supervisor has been giving us like little lessons on the tools they use and the process. And I've really enjoyed that. He threw in stuff that was super relevant to like mechanical engineering in general. Uh, He said how they like skills can be applicable to like changing a car tire, which I thought was really cool. And then after that, we'll usually just like either continue timing or if there's nothing going on work on the software or help with other tasks that need to be done.
0: That sounds super cool. I remember looking at, I think it was like your Instagram story a
1: while back. Were you like, like a nuclear reactor or something? Could you talk about that? Yeah, so until April, we're just doing the training that will lead up to what they will do in the nuclear vault. And in April, I'll get to go up to Bruce nuclear station up in like the Bruce Peninsula. And if we go inside the vault, we need to know like how to put on the hazmat suits. So that picture was from when we practiced putting them on. That is so sick. Like that could be a movie. I'm like wow, I'm so, like oh yeah, so intrigued. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking of. I don't know if you've seen Monsters Inc, but like that one scene where the guy has the sock on his back, and they like. It, like all these guys in hazmat suits start running in like i felt so much like that
0: <laughs> oh my god no that's like like such a cool job no i was just wondering since your job is really unique like what kind of attracted you to this position
1: um was on waterloo works and i applied to a lot of the jobs um i really liked this one i, I don't know it just sounded cool I, To be honest, I don't remember applying to this specific job just because like first year I applied to so many as like everyone else did. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really liked that. It was also a well-known company. So I feel like this um, will help me get like, my manager was saying like, I could basically after working on this project, I could go and get a job almost anywhere in the nuclear energy industry, which I think is super cool. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. also just a lot of baseline experience for future jobs. Um, do you work with like any other Waterloo interns? Uh yeah, there's eight co-op students in total, which I also really like working with everyone else. Um, one other in systems, which was nice because I didn't get a meet them until starting to work. Oh, that's cool. That's like someone in our class? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um I'm I'm actually working with someone else in systems. Oh, cool. So yeah. it's pretty nice to have like a friend. yeah. Um, so how was like your application process? I know like everyone like approached it pretty differently. Did you apply like just on Waterloo Works or did you also like apply externally? I
1: pretty much only applied on Waterloo Works. I reached out to a few uh, connections I had um, from back home or like through my parents. So but those were most I don't I didn't hear too much from that. Unfortunately, like because I'm from the States, most of their co-op opportunities are only during the summer or like because Mm -hmm. of COVID, they aren't offering them this term. So most of my applications I'd say were through Waterloo Works. I didn't get a job until continuous, so it was definitely stressful. I I lost hope a few times, like I'm never (laughs) going to get a job. But yeah, I'm glad I did. No, yeah,
0: (laughs) I feel like that's the case for most people, especially with COVID, and since we're also first years, we had like the worst luck of getting a job.
1: Yeah. Which,
0: like sucked for us, but also I mean if I mean if we can get past this, you know, it's only gonna go up from here.
1: Yeah, and everyone is kind of helpful. Almost everyone found a job though. Like I'm so proud of our cohort. Like everyone did so well.
0: Yeah, I remember I was looking at the statistics only like like a few weeks ago. And I was like so shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, I think it was like way above 90% or something. Yeah. I'm like, go us. Like, we did well.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling wow. everyone has a job and it's just a matter of people turning in the proper paperwork to be considered a co op at this point. Because um, people keep like helping each other and sending opportunities in the chat. So I think at this point, almost everyone mm-hmm. has a job, which is super cool.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's very impressive. No, I was just hoping you could talk maybe a little bit more about kind of your resume and some of your past experiences that you had before coming in to, I guess, the
1: application process. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't really have too much work experience. Uh, I was a lifeguard, but I only worked like one shift a week and it was a pretty low-key job. But I was a part of my high school robotics team. So I think that's where most of my experience came from. And that's also what a lot of uh, people who interviewed me, they like, asked me about um I was on FIRST Robotics which I know is pretty big so people listening or I don't know if you guys were a part of it but
0: yes I,
1: I was a part of my yeah. um FRC team at school yeah oh cool what team were you on uh 60-70 okay I, I'm not too familiar with the teams around here but yeah so I was really that was a super fun experience and I definitely learned a lot uh, I was able to go to the world championships in Houston in 2019 whoa was also yeah that was so much fun um and just the technical skills i learned being a part of that team i think was probably my Ooh. biggest thing on my resume
0: that's so cool what um what like team were you in? like were
1: you like electrical mechanical design um i was on the team for three years and the first two years i was only on mechanical i worked on the intake of the robot all three years i was on the team which was really cool because it was a slightly different thing every year, but still somewhat connected, which I liked. And then my last year on the team, I joined the leadership team as our awards lead. So I got to work with writing the essays and editing the video, filming the video that we submitted to the judges. Yeah, I
0: wish, I really wish I joined the team earlier. I, I literally just joined in grade 12 on my design team. And then it, like this season like got cut short because of COVID. Oh yeah. It so really sucked. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, did you have like a certain strategy when you were applying to the jobs or did you just kind of like go at it?
1: Um. One of, because on robotics, I did a lot of SOLIDWORKS and I taught myself over the summer too and I took the certification. Uh, I was like taking that skill and some of the other skills I had, like C that we learned in our first year, and I would mostly search um, what jobs needed that skill. So that was one of the, my key strategies, not sure how well it worked, but also writing cover letters for things that I had connections to, or that I was passionate about. Two of my interviews, they actually told me that I was like one of the only first years they interviewed and it was only because of the cover letter. So oh, wow. I think cover letters are important if you have something important to say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I know a lot of people are confused as to like, when do I write a cover letter or should I even write one? I think that's a good point that you mentioned that, like, if you have something valuable to add, because otherwise, I know for a lot of the companies, it's just like useless and it's just like a waste of time.
1: Oh, for sure. Some of them that require it. I'm like, bro, this is like standardized. Like, I didn't have to change too much of it. I don't know. Like, I didn't know the company. But one of my interviews, um, I was not qualified for the job at all. But I was (laughs) able to get the interview just because uh, it was at a particle accelerator in BC. And I had planned a field trip for Um, with my science class in grade 12 so I talked about like planning the field trip and why I wanted to visit and like they were like that's why they gave me the interview they said even though like I was definitely not qualified (laughs) oh my god that's so cool
0: yeah everyone who's listening it's better to write okay it's better to write no cover letter than a super generic one so if you're gonna actually just put in the effort to write it like what Kayla said, make it like unique to the company and only mm-hmm. say something if you like have something to say.
1: Well, yeah, am um, just double check that you have the right company name. So many people I know submit like a standardized one and forget to change the title. Oh my God, that's oh my so God. embarrassing.
0: That's so awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, don't know. I was hoping like you could really- maybe touch a little bit more up on your like interview process and how that went and if you have any tips for our listeners here
1: yeah um because I was on the swim team I was able to connect with a graduate who was also in systems design engineering but he graduated in 2019 and he offered to do a mock interview with me I really I thought that was super helpful because he purposely made the interview kind of challenging uh, not so technically but the questions he asked were very like oh wait like he purposely tried to trip me up which prepared me for the real interviews and then when we were done he was able to give me feedback on what questions he really liked the answers to and which ones he thought could be better. One of the biggest pieces of, of advice that he gave me is um, be pre- really prepare those questions that you know they're going to ask. Like if they ask, tell me about yourself, have an answer for that. Do not be surprised that they ask that because then they'll know that you didn't prepare properly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, oh my gosh, tell me about yourself is like the question that comes up like every single time But like i hate this question
1: yeah (laughs) like same i think you never i don't know what to say mm -hmm. for that i'm like i don't know yeah
0: but super good advice about like preparing the questions that you like know are going to be on it especially if you know that it's going to be like mostly like soft skills or behavioral interview like literally google Mm -hmm. like like the most like likely um, like, the questions that are going to come up on the interview. Um, did you have any technical interviews?
1: No, I didn't. All of mine were pretty much just, like, going through my resume, making sure that, or just ask me questions about what was on there.
0: hmm No, yeah, and the thing with, I feel, like, behavioral interviews is, even if you prepare, like, I don't know, like, the key, like, top five questions, and you kind of prepare an answer for them, you can apply that same answer to, like, so many other questions that are, like, not even related. You can just, like, bring in that information and just, like, make it
1: work. Yeah, I think my favorite question that an interview asked me, um, the title of the role was systems engineer. So because we're in systems design engineering, um, I had a good answer to the question. But the question was, what is systems engineering to you? And the person actually told me afterwards that they loved my answer for that. But if I wasn't in systems design engineering, I never would have like had thought of that question before. Oh, yeah, no, that's a
0: good trippy question. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because there's a whole joke that, like, systems and engineering has an identity crisis. Nobody knows quite what it is. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. no, like, every time someone asks me, I'm like, bro, I don't even know. I know, right?
0: <laughs> and I feel like because, like, systems is so just, like, unique to Waterloo, if you're mm-hmm. interested in, like, a lot of these companies, they're like, oh, I've, like, never heard of that. Like, can you explain? And I'm like, oh. uh."
1: <laughs> yeah, I think also because it's so specific to Waterloo, uh, you're really able to, like, Tailor your answer to the job as well, because if it's, if you're in mechanical engineering, like everyone knows what that is, but if it's systems engineering and you're interviewing for a job that's very like software based, you can you can talk more about that part of systems engineering. And because there are so many different parts of it, which is part of the reason I chose the program and I really wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
0: just like wondering, did you? Like were you part
1: of any like mentorship programs and did any like upper years really like edit your resume? Um, Because I was on the swim team I found mostly biomedical there was a few upper years that offered to tailor my resume or um, like read over it and help me which I really appreciated and I definitely recommend for any other first years like if you can find someone who's graduated or who's a few years older than you to help you with your resume or do a mock interview like I said before like I think that really helped prepare me. yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's some great advice because I know like
0: writing resumes can be very difficult and intimidating and getting all the help you need is like very, very important. Just kind yeah. of going back to your co-op job for a little bit, I was just wondering since your job is very unique as I mentioned earlier, what would you say are some of like your company's greatest strengths and
1: weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they're really, really big on uh, mentorship. So it's really safe to go ask anyone a question and they'll help you and they'll like want to teach you and also like safety. I think that a lot of their processes are just like really good the way that they like do safety briefings at the beginning of every day and at the end and uh, all of the precautions they take since nuclear can be, um, it could like end badly with like, especially going in the vault, but they have so many stuff in place to keep everyone really safe. And also like, with COVID and everything, like keeping everything really clean and they split up everyone so that you're in smaller groups. I think that even though it was in person, I like I feel safe to be there with COVID. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like as first years, it's like so important to be a part of a company that offers like good mentorship programs or have people that like kind of take you under your wing because For like first years, like we have like going to the job, we have like no idea what we're going to expect. But something that I find really interesting is you're part of the swim team. Um, so could you like tell me about like your journey, I guess, as a student athlete and how that was like balancing applying for jobs like the swim team and then school.
1: Yeah. Um. So I started swimming like back in middle school, but I never really knew I wanted to do it in university. It was kind of just more of a hobby to keep me like fit and also just like it was fun but then like halfway through high school I was like huh like I started looking at different schools and I'm like wait I could swim for them like I'm fast enough to do that so I started like reaching out to the coaches and uh, one of the coaches was like the one from Waterloo and she's like yeah for sure like we'd love to have you on the team so that's part of the reason I chose the school in addition to like everything else it offers Um, personally being able to exercise and be a part of a team like that really helps me do better in school and just be a better person in general. Um, this past term, we didn't have too many practices because of COVID. We had to split up into different groups. So it wasn't as demanding uh, in time as I assume it will be once we go back in person, which was nice. But also, yeah, it still had enough time. I had to wake up early a lot of the times, whereas like a lot of my classmates had to, were able to sleep in but I think it's all about how you manage your time because I did it growing up through high school. I've learned to manage my time well and like be able to fit it in.
0: Mm -hmm. No, like so much respect to you. Like, because, um, I was, I was like contemplating, um, playing soccer for the, for the Waterloo team Mm -hmm. because I played like since I was little, but I remember like at the very last moment I was like uh, I feel like I won't have enough time so like oh my gosh so much respect to you and like your time management skills oh, because you. I could never
1: um, yeah. yeah I think it's just you know, sh- once you commit to it it's like if you grew up learning to manage your time to have time to both swim and do school I've all I've just kind of gotten used to it so that's like my new normal
0: yeah no that's so impressive I- every time I look at a student athlete I'm like wow
1: you're you're another breed like
0: good, oh, like, good job
1: yeah <laughs> let my answer might be different i might be dying as soon as we go back in person
0: <laughs> no you'll be fine but um since your uh job is unique i keep saying that over and over again moving on <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i was just hoping like wondering if you talk a little bit more about kind of if there's a sp- specific specialty you're interested in the future like is it software is it process engineering like you're doing now? Or like what do you like look forward to doing in the future? Mm.
1: Uh, I'm more interested in mechanical rather than software, although I definitely find both interesting. Uh, right now I really love SOLIDWORKS. So I'd love to have a job where I get to like be a part of the design process and like be able to create products on SOLIDWORKS and build them. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what I want to do, but that's definitely something I want to explore in co-op. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: I also really like SolidWorks because um, I yeah. used to always like design, but then I also like to like build things. It was like, a, it was like a mixture of both. But I was wondering, like so far, are there any like new skills that you had to learn and that you had to like adapt to, like
1: just like in the learning process so far? Uh, for co-op specifically or just like other random skills? Uh, like just like this job, like your co-op specifically. Um. um... Yeah, so the data-taking software that we're using is in Excel. So we're using a language called VBA, which I had never heard of. But it's I've really enjoyed learning that. And before starting this job, I was like, yeah, I know Excel. Like, I can put that on my resume. Like, I feel like I know it. And then I got to the point in this job where I was like, oh, crap, I know nothing. Like, it's that point when you're learning, you you realize how much you don't know. I think I've gotten beyond that now where it's like, okay, I feel like whatever someone throws at me, I could, like, Google enough to, like, figure it out. But I think just, yeah, I think VBA was, like, one skill I had never even heard of before.
0: Oh, my God. No, that's so true. I feel like um, co-op, so many times, like, like they think you know something, but you really have no clue. And you just have to, like, just pull it out of your ass and just be like, oh, I have to figure it out now. <laughs> and a lot of it is just, like, yeah. going on the learning on the fly you want to talk a little bit more about like how you like did that and if you have any tips for like anyone else who might be in the same boat as you who like is trying to kind of just like learn on the fly like that?
1: Yeah, so my manager, he was kind of just like, you guys said you like coding and this software needs updating, you go do it. And we're like, (laughs) okay, I guess we're doing this now. So I think we spent the first day just on Googling what is VBA and going through like, I forget if it was Code Academy or something similar, just like going through those lessons And then when we looked at the code after that, we're like, okay, we can like read through this. So then I think there was three of us that were working on that at that point. And we kind of just sat together and went through every line being like, okay, this is what's happening. And I think taking a whole day just to learn the skill before going and trying to change the software and like revolutionize it was really important. Because then the next day when we came in, we were able to like slowly change things in order to like fix what we wanted to fix. Mm
0: -hmm. So much, I feel like, for anyone who like hasn't done a co-op before because I said this before but um like before I got into my job I thought that like literally when you work it was like you have your set skills and then you apply that to something like no it's like you're learning as you're doing it so like so many times halfway through the day I'm like oh my god I need to google this because I have no idea what I'm talking about so
1: yes especially for software stuff
0: Yes, yeah, definitely, like, halfway through, being like, ah, uh, like, stock overflow, I don't know, like, what this function means, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know, that's, that's true, looking back at, like, your application process, and the way you conducted things, if you were to go back, is there anything you would change in the way you applied, maybe something you would change in your resume, or your interview, or anything like that?
1: I definitely think I didn't do as well in my interview as I could have. I wasn't as used to like speaking in front of a camera and some of the questions they asked, I was like, I don't know what to say. So I'd probably redo <laughs> that. But in general, the AIF is a lot of just like who you are as a person. So I feel there's not too much I would change because that was who I was. But yeah, I definitely, if I could, I would definitely rerecord those um, video interviews or the, they're like pre-recorded questions that they have you answer. I definitely do not think I did well on those.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. my God, I remember those. <laughs> I oh my gosh, I remember. I th- I think it was like UFT or something, and they asked like a like a um what are those like problem solving questions. And yeah. I remember just staring at staring at the screen, being like, um, uh, and just like muscling the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I also it. It. Yeah,
1: I think I remember Yeah.
0: Um, But just about like, if you could go back for like your co-op application process, do you think you would change like how you approached it, like the companies you applied for, um, how you prepared?
1: Um, Looking back, I definitely think I applied to too many jobs. I think that I just ended up applying to everything out of panic when even after I had accepted my job, which was like right before Christmas, there were still other opportunities being sent out, which I think so I kind of underestimated like how much how many opportunities there were um going back I definitely think that next co-op turn I'll apply to less and really like only apply to the things I really want to be a part of instead of just applying to everything I see that I could potentially be interviewed for (laughs) yeah no for sure I think I did the
0: same thing too because I was like oh like I have no skills like I just have to take what I can get like which is like understandable for the first year but then you can like get into this wormhole of like you're just finding like like, the jobs that you think are the easiest of the easiest and like the jobs that you have like a slight chance for rather than stuff you like might actually be interested in.
1: Yeah, it might've been justified first year, but I think next co-op turn and definitely like once after that, you were able to like apply to fewer jobs as you become more qualified. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, you also mentioned at the beginning that like, like halfway through like the process you kind of like lost
1: hope. How did you like, I guess, like, stay motivated. Yeah, so my interview, my the whole experience is kind of weird. I got a few interviews on week one, and I was like, we're killing this. We're crushing this. Like, <laughs> we're going to do great. And then I got nothing for, until the end of Continuous. So I definitely lost hope during that. Um, I was in res, so a lot of my friends were, like, keeping me motivated. And they're like, no, you can do this. Um, also reaching out to the connections I had outside of Waterloo Works, I was able to find a backup job. Um, so I think having like those connections that like you could always fall back on kind of helped me because I was like, okay, you know what, we're just going to p- keep on applying because worst case scenario, I can like, do like find it through a connection or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really relatable. I feel like for a lot of us. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying like quickly, like having a good support system means like so much more than like you would think like helping these situations oh my god situation for
1: sure i'm so glad i went on res because i was able to like make so many friends with the people especially that people in systems that were on res that were able to like keep me motivated or like if i got a bad test score they were like that's okay like we also did bad or you'll get it next time and i think we're able to really help each other and i hope that as soon as we go back in person we'll be able to do even more of that
0: yeah no for sure just to kind of wrap it up a little bit i was hoping you could like talk about some general advice you have for landing a co-op and building skills and also like building connections during the co-op as well
1: yeah i think my biggest piece of advice would just be to like reach out for help Um, linkedin is a huge support where you can like find people who've already graduated from your program Um, finding just like there's usually group chats with upper years too uh, reaching out to those upper years and not being afraid to like initiate conversation for advice or to help you on your resume everyone is so willing to help
0: no yeah I definitely agree with that advice I think that was me the same way like I mentioned before like I talked to so many people I had like a g- jillion mentors like so many people helping me and editing <laughs> me and without those people like I would I sort of go I wouldn't have got a job like and like yeah. it's really important to like be like literally shameless about it. like don't be embarrassed just ask for help you know like nothing bad can come out of it. So that was some great advice. So overall, I'd just like to say thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and taking the time out of your day or night (laughs) to film with us. You gave us some really, really great advice. And I'm sure all of our audience here found it very, very useful, as did I. And to anyone listening, if you have any specific questions about Kayla's current job or maybe her experience in the United States, feel free to shoot her a message um, on Instagram we'll link her account on her caption below. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of this. Yes, podcast. thank you.